Welcome to Better Than MJ and Kobe Question Mark NBA Finals Edition. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Prodigy. Alongside me is... It's your boy, Stitch. What's up, people? I know y'all been waiting for this heat, this fire. Yes. Finals are over. Playoffs are over. It's the season middle done. of the offseason. Yes. But it don't matter. We got stuff to break down that y'all ain't heard before. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm excited. Uh, unfortunately, the professor is still sick. Yeah. Uh, his his hometown team got taken out. Oh, my God. After they had uh, the Warriors dead to rights and failed. Yeah, let, let, let's start with that, man. Uh, Houston was up three games to two at one point. Yes. We, the last time we recorded, they took that 3-2 lead. Yeah. Um, and it was after we were done, and I remember watching it and said, once I saw Chris Paul get injured, I was like, that's big. Yes. That's, that's huge. Because Chris Hamstring. Paul was, yeah, he was giving him issues. And that game was tight, and he did not come back into the game. And I was like, okay, it's a serious injury. It's not something where it's just like, oh, he tweaked something. He's going to try to grit it out. He was like, I can't go back out there. Well, and the other thing is, they were playing the final two games within a four or five day stretch. There wasn't a whole lot right. of uh, time in between that injury in game five. Right. Uh, to prepare for game six or seven. Right. But they still had a 3-2 lead. They still were up on the defending champs. And they still had at least one home game. Yeah. Out of the uh, two game remaining games. Home for them. Here's what happened. Because, um, actually, we have to come back to Chris Paul. Because, yes, okay. he got injured and whatnot. And Houston wants to cry me a fucking river about Chris Paul getting injured. Iguodala was not playing healthy. At all this series. So let's start with that. Secondly, and this is a major point that a lot of the Houston fans don't want to admit, and a lot of the NBA haters don't want to admit, Steph was coming off of being injured for the better part of six to seven weeks, did not play at all in the first round, and only played two games in the second round. Right. Um, So he was still rusty. Yeah. uh, For certain. And you didn't have Iguodala. That's key. But um, I give Houston a whole lot of props for taking the 3-2 lead initially. Chris Paul was giving the Warriors some fits in the second half. He was playing very well. But who's the supposed MVP of this league? Harden. I'm not going to defend Harden at all. Harden was healthy all seven games, wasn't he? Yeah. Harden doesn't have a goddamn injury to rely on or any excuses whatsoever. This is the MVP. You're supposed to be the most valuable player in the league. You're one of the faces of the league. Blah, blah, blah. You got two games to close it out, one of which was at home. And Harden played some of the worst basketball on both sides of the court I've ever seen an all-star player play in the playoffs, especially given his history. All season long, you and I talked about how Harden was suspect. Houston was suspect because of his failures year in, year out, throughout all of his time in Houston. I'm not going to give him too much shit about the 2011 OKC finals, you know, uh, that he had. That was years ago. He was a super young player. But these last three or four years, that's all on him. He's he's been one of the faces of the league, and he has done nothing but disappoint every single year. No excuses. No excuses for him. He, oh. he needed to step up. He didn't. He shot poorly, real poorly from from three point range. I, I don't remember his stats specifically. It was in the thirties, sometimes yeah. in the low thirties yeah. for most of these games. Sometimes in the high twenties yeah. for a few of these games. I don't have the exact stats in front of me, yeah. but you look him up. He shot terrible from the three point line. 
he would get frustrated. His body language, uh, which we'll get to LeBron's body language mm-hmm. later, but his body language was awful when he wasn't getting, you know, his four-point play calls with his step-back move, yeah. you know. Trying to shoot into people's arms and all that. And, and let's be very clear, because D'Antoni deserves a whole lot of blame, too. What his strategy was for the seven straight games was to isolate Steph Curry on defense over and over and over again, get Harden on him on the switch, and Harden supposedly supposedly was going to make Steph pay defensively time in and time out. What happened, Stitch? The, uh, well, just looking back at the stats, Harden was 4 for 12 on, in the, uh, the game uh, 6 matchup. Uh, where they that's thirty three percent thirty three percent and then in the game seven matchup Harden shot a uh, two for thirteen yeah that was the one that stuck out for yeah the yeah. two for thirteen shooting negative thirteen uh, that's negative thirteen on his plus yeah. or minus and then also that's the game where they what they missed twenty eight threes in a row or yeah, something like tw- that? it was zero for twenty seven at one point yeah. on three point shots yeah their legs were jelly They're, and it goes to speak on on uh their coach Dan told me yeah fix something if it's not working you got to adjust and i remember talking about it uh how Kerr is a better much better coach he is able to adjust the, the warriors the entire series third quarter they come out after whatever Kerr talks about in the locker room draws up on the clipboard got got the game tape or whatever the hell it is they come out the third quarter and they dominate but D'Antoni had no idea. He was just like, it's not working. Well, let's just keep trying again. Yep. Broken it, record. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, and I've been watching Luke Cage. We know <laughs> Luke Cage is bulletproof. Grab some guns. Let's yeah. shoot him again. <laughs> it didn't that go is work. it. Definition of insanity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I got to harp on this, though, man. Steph Curry played some of the most outstanding point guard defense from an unexpected source. I am not a Steph defender that thinks he is an elite defender in this league or the you know the best the, the reincarnation of Gary Payton or anything like that. I will never say that. However, he's a smart basketball player. He's a two-time MVP. He's not going to allow you to pick on him. Yeah. In isolation basketball, I don't care who the fuck you are, even if you are the MVP. And what he did was in game 5, 6, 7, defensively, he only got better and better if he didn't get the steal or the deflection or, you know, not, not that he got many blocks, but or the block, mm-hmm. he forced Harden into a tough shot. Yeah. Or he got help defense, got him into a position where he could get help defense. Yeah. That was not an accident. Steph did that time in and time out. I wish I had, like, the Hubie Brown, the like, hi, hi, yeah, yeah telestrator, because I would <laughs> highlight it and circle the plays yeah. and count the number of times from an analytical standpoint that Steph expose Harden yeah. rather than the other way around yeah, and on it's, defense. It's effort. And you can yeah. see he was putting an effort on defense. The whole team in general, I mean, Clay is is constantly underrated in terms of his defense. I mean, sure. he brings – some nights he, he's on shooting, some nights he's off. But defensively, he's – unless he's in foul trouble, he's he's able to do his best to try to lock down yeah. his uh, assignment. And Steph stepped up his game defensively, especially coming off an injury. Yep. Uh, you don't know if he's got the legs, the conditioning to be chasing around CP3 or chasing around Harden, but he, he did a damn good job. He was, it, what it was for me, it was, it was an answer to two years ago where the league, the entire fucking league, had this kind of memo board about Steph based on Kyrie burning him. Let's be very clear on that. In that game, you know, seven-game series, Kyrie torched him quite a bit. You know, he was coming off an injury again, 
But Kyrie got him. A faster guard with handles and, you know, hesitation, dribble, and all that stuff. Steph has worked on that for the past two years. And, and, you know, again, I have to give props. The other thing, the other unsung hero, game six, which was in Oakland, both Steph and KD weren't having great offensive games. Mm -hmm. Clay came to play, scored, I think, 41. Yeah. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong on that, but somewhere in that ballpark. And literally put the team on his back in a do-or-die game. That could have been the end of the season, yeah. right then and there. And they, I believe it was the game six one. That's the one where Curry just was completely off. Yep. And was not, he, uh, yeah, five for 14. I think that was the one where he, he finally hit that, that clutch three-pointer mm-hmm. after he was just missing everything. He was like 0 for 10 or something yeah. like that. And still kept point, shooting. Yeah, still kept shooting. But you could see that he was getting other people involved. He wasn't... Just forcing his way to shoot through it and just... Uh, you, sometimes, you, as a player, you know when you're on, you know when you're off. Sure. And he was able to to defer to some of his other teammates. And then uh, they trusted Steph to eventually get a shot back. And he rattled that one down uh, that was just sort of like the, the mini dagger. He's just yes. like, all right, that's that's he's back. Yeah. That's the one that they need. Put him away. But Clay, all of that game. Again, do or die in Oakland. Yeah. Clay kind of set the tone. We're not going home, and he yelled it into the camera. We're not going home. You usually don't see Clay playing that, you know, emotional or whatever. You mm-hmm. see that from Draymond. You know, you sometimes see it from Steph. Clay put Clay saved the season in Game Six, and we already kind of had that feeling, that confident swagger back of, yeah, we don't mind playing Game Seven on the road. Yeah, Game Seven's on the road. I don't have the exact percentages, but a good eighty-five to ninety fucking percent of the time. The home team wins game seven yeah. on the road. Well, Houston was... CP3 was their best player for, for the Rockets. Truth. I mean, I... No doubt. They're a different team when he's on the court and when he's not. Harden doesn't have that leadership quality. None. Uh, he started to revert back to this whole, I'm going to just dribble the hell out the ball and uh, jack up a shot or try to get a foul. And that's not how Houston got there. Well, let me just add on that. Here's the other thing that was frustrating. Even from a... Uh, a just fan of basketball standpoint, Harden, if, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't last year he lead the league in assists or, or close to it? I thought before? it was this year. I He's up there. He's yeah. well, well over 10 assists per game. Yeah. He knows how to pass the goddamn ball. But in this series, there was none of that. There wasn't even an inclination of the <clears throat> ball handling and passing where he should be able to get you... You know, again, at least eight or nine assists easily without even trying yeah. per night. None of that was going on. Partly D'Antoni, partly Harden choking. Yeah, I, I think the coach gets a lot of the blame on this because you, you have to instill in your team, hey, we need to do something different. And they just kept trying to jack up threes. It wasn't working. Instead of just trying to get easy buckets, maintain the score, eventually you'll get an open one. But stop dribbling up and just pulling up and, and breaking these threes. I mean... Yeah. And first and second quarter in both Game 6 and Game 7, they had big leads. Yeah. They had the Warriors what looked like dead to rights. Up by, I think, 11, up by 9 or something at halftime. But we all knew. And you knew what was coming. You knew third quarter, they're going to come out strong. They're going to make adjustments. So we need to do something different. We can't just be like, well, it worked for first, second quarter. We'll do the same thing in the third. All right. You have to trust that your opposing team was going to have whatever the hell you were doing the first two quarters figured out. So try to throw him for a loop and have something planned different for a third quarter. Yeah. Uh, we haven't even mentioned him yet, but shout out to Draymond, too. Defensively quarterbacking as a middle linebacker, yeah. uh, helping out on defense, getting blocks, getting rebounds, getting people in position. 
he set the tone. Yeah. Uh, defensively as well. But um, Game 7 <clears throat> was the absolute worst statistical shooting game in NBA playoff history, I believe. 0 for 27 at one point. Yeah. Um, it was a brick fest. It reminded me, uh, I'll take you way back. John Starks. John Starks <laughs> versus Houston. What was that, 94, 95? Yeah. One of those years in the finals He's, just kept on shooting. Yeah, just throwing them up. And that was only, I think, 0 for 6 or 0 for 7, though. I'd have to look There were up. less threes shot back then. Bad. But it this was, was everybody, not yeah. just Harden. This yeah. was Ariza throwing up, Capella yeah. throwing up. It didn't yeah. matter. Everybody throwing up goddamn bricks. Yeah, Ariza got a lot of blame on, on the radios. Uh, stations for his poor, poor performance but, in terms of shooting their threes. Ariza is a defensive, long-armed player that's kind of a role player. Yeah. You saw him with the Lakers yeah, yeah. all those years. He's not a all-star stud that's supposed to be, you know, giving you 25 points per game. That's no. not his game. No. Eric Gordon, you know, he's capable of that, but he looked gassed. Yeah. You know? And so, from a conditioning standpoint, again, home court advantage, game seven... This this is and, all D'Antoni. Yeah, this is all Houston yeah, ancient. No you got no excuse. Game None. seven on your court, and you got taken to the woodshed. Yeah, you're, you're the number one seed. You you're right. Yeah. Worked all year for the number one seed, home court advantage. Yeah, to get the home court advantage, you lost it in the game one when you lost game one. So yep. you, you threw it aside. You got it back when you were able to take one at the at, uh, Oracle, and then you still couldn't finish it off with game seven in your your home spot. And here's my thing. The Dubs are now like the Achilles heel of Houston. They're almost like how Detroit was with Chicago back in the early Jordan days before he started winning championships, yeah. where Detroit just kind of had their their number. You know what I mean? They had the Jordan rules with Chuck Daly, and they just said, we're not really scared of you. We yeah. can intimidate you. I don't care what your record is. Come to Detroit, and we're just going to beat you in a seven-game series. Yeah. And that's kind of how uh, Golden State is. They, they, there's no way... I would ever bet on the war, even if the Warriors were down three games to nothing. I'm like, yeah, we'll just win it in seven. You know, <laughs> Dubs and Fold. That's what that's going to be the name of this podcast. <laughs> Dubs and Fold. Let's go to the East. Bron Bron went to eight straight finals. Yeah, Boston had them them dead to rights. Joe. Boston was another yeah, but I mean we didn't we didn't expect Boston to really. Win the I series. picked them to be out in the first round yeah. because Kyrie was injured. Yeah. So it's, it's like they had a Candyland cakewalk to the to the to the finals. They but did. Cleveland still made it difficult for themselves. Oh my god! It shouldn't have been nearly as difficult as it was for Cleveland to get to the spot. They struck, the only easy cakewalk they had was Toronto. Yeah, but oh, Toronto's yeah. just pathetic. Indianapolis but. put them to work. Yeah, and uh, Victor Oladipo balled. Yeah. And the Indy put them to work. Uh, they got cake. With um, Toronto, and then uh, who was the last one? It was um, Celtics. Celtics yeah. Won, yeah. Celtics, I mean, remember, they were up two games to nothing. Uh, Celtics won all of their home games, with the exception of Game 7, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. They ran out of gas, too. But, uh, you know, not only Marcus Smart, but who's that young rookie, uh, light-skinned? Jalen Brown? Uh, Jalen no, Brown? No, not Jalen Brown. He's a dark-skinned uh, uh, shooting guard. Um, but the new young one that looks up to LeBron and uh, dunked on him, Tristan... Uh, no, not Tristan. God damn it. Well, this is embarrassing. I'm going to have to look it up. And while he's looking that up, he had a good dunk on LeBron. He was playing out of his mind. I thought he was a rookie or second-year player. Um, I believe from Duke, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, I have his, his face in my mind, but I'm, I'm not remembering it, and I'm sure someone's listening to this yelling into their uh, computer screen Tatum? right now. Tatum, yes, okay. that's him. God damn. 
That was embarrassing. <laughs> uh, he played well. Extremely well. Young player, just out there balling and flexing. Uh, you're still supposed to win your Game 7. If you've gotten to a Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals, even with all the injuries, and you're at home, damn, you're supposed to put up a fight, man. Yeah. they, they, they. I was hoping they would get them. I really was hoping that they could get them. I didn't want to see Cleveland in another Finals because I was just like this whole LeBron narrative, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to get flooded with ESPN junk. Yep. And uh, they get we got another another four years in a row of Warriors dubs for the final. We did. And I know you are a hater of this rivalry. It's not a rivalry. But go ahead. Go, go make your, your point. This, not only is this a rivalry. Um, we will come back to Bron Brad. But not only is this a rivalry with dubs versus Cavs. This is one of, if not the greatest rivalry in NBA history. One of the best in North American sports history. You got to be out your damn mind. Here's the deal. You know the prodigy's going to keep it real with your chief. Um, unlike, you know, like Lakers versus Celtics or Yankees Boston or whatever. Or Bama and Auburn or whatever the hell you want to describe. Um, this has the same core players, not exactly a one-to-one relationship with all four years, that's impossible, but the same core players going up against each other, um, same core coaches going up against each other, mostly, with the exception of, you know, that, uh, Blatt or whatever in the first one, Mm -hmm. but you're seeing the same faces, not just the same uniforms, and it's not spaced out over the course of 40 years. It's tight. Like, you started off freshman year in high school. By senior year, you're still seeing the same thing. That's just wonderful, wonderful rivalry. Um, they won one. They being the Cavs. I am a Dubs fan, if you couldn't tell. Uh, and we won three, so it's not an even split. But nothing is an even split. You know? I will remind the audience, who are young and uh, naive and just look at Wikipedia stuff, that... The Celtics beat the Lakers eight times in a row, their first eight meetings. So if you're complaining about competitiveness with this being three games to one uh, or three championships to one with Dubs versus uh, the Cavs, then you have to complain about the eight to nothing Celtics versus Lakers. Four is yours. Yeah. (laughs) Four is yours. First of all... They want it's only three one because of a technicality, and that oh, was because Dre Draymond got suspended. If that he, that leads to suspend. It was very memorable. Come on now. Okay, but I mean, in terms of the competitive balance between the two teams, it's it's very lopsided. Hmm. It's, it's not. I, I don't consider it even whatsoever, uh, especially as we've seen over the last two years. Uh, Cleveland's won one game. In the past eight final finals meetings, true. So it, it's I don't consider it competitive at all. The if you in you bringing up the the Lakers Celtics rivalry with the whole nine zero, the core part of that rivalry is, existed when Bird and Magic both got there hmm. and everything. That's that's when that's when it heated up. That's when everyone was was excited. Yeah, early on Celtics were whooping ass, but there was. A competitive balance, a shift of power between the two, mm. and then on the later part, the the, Celt- uh, the Lakers started to build on their whole um, run, and they were able to sort of conquer the empire and, and take it down. 
Cleveland never had an empire. True. Um, this is a four-year blip on on the the com- com- competitive radar. Mm. Is Cle- do we do we think Cleveland has a future in terms of ever beating the Warriors? No. Cleveland has gotten worse over the past couple of years. Cleveland's dying. The Warriors are getting better. So essentially, you just had the one blip to to make it even seem like it was a competitive sort of rivalry, but it's it's really not. LeBron's most likely, possibly leaving town. We're not going to remember this. This is We're this is Cleveland. Remember. This Ooh. is this is Buffalo Cowboys. This is the Bills versus the Cowboys in terms of. And it would only be different if. Norwood hit uh, the, the field goal the one year to, to beat the Cowboys and everything. But this is, it's not, it's not competitive. We're not, it's not a rivalry. If you lose something three out of four times, I don't consider it a rivalry. We've had Auburn versus, ba- uh, not Auburn, we've had Bama versus Clemson. Uh, they've played in the, in the college football national playoffs three times. Sure. I don't consider that a real rivalry. It just happens to be that these two teams are happen to be the best right now, and they've faced off against each other. But in terms of competing it to an all-time rivalry well, or anything... Well, I will entertain your quasi-intellectual argument. <laughs> what makes a sports rivalry for you? Because it is subjective. I'm going to turn on Okay. Um, well, there's a lot of things that go into the mix. I think... Um, just to start, there needs to be some sort of kind of animosity between the two cities, mm-hmm. uh, cultures, uh, star players, uh, fan bases. I think that, mm-hmm. that plays into it. I don't think that exists at all. Oh, jeez. Um, okay. There's, there's no historical beef between the two cities of, of Oakland and Cleveland until this happened. There's, not, there's no... It's a new rivalry. I, I will admit that. It's, it's not some sort of... Issue like we had with the the Laker and then with the uh, the Yankees Red Sox in terms of one of these people traded Babe Ruth to the other one, uh, sure. It, and, and this whole long history of misery yeah. that the Yankees caused Boston, yeah. and then all of a sudden Boston came down from being three one in a in a in a, um, in, a division, in a divisional playoff game, and they they finally broke the the curse from nineteen eighteen. Sure. That's that's a storybook. Historical rivalry since there's regional things they're within stone's throws of each other. Those two cities don't like each other, regardless of the basketball teams. Cleveland's <laughs> issue is with if if you're asking a person from Cleveland what city they hate, most likely they're gonna say uh, Baltimore because they got their 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 Browns or they'll they'll say maybe Cincinnati or Detroit uh, in terms of like the whole Michigan. It's a, it's sort of a regional thing now. The Lakers-Celtics one is different because those are two completely different cultures. They're a West Coast glamour team versus the whole gritty, uh, traditionalist Boston attitude. That does not apply to this at all. Cleveland, they're going to their their fan base is going to be gone once LeBron goes back goes back and leaves them. Cleveland doesn't have a history in, uh, until LeBron showed up. Okay, they were a laughing stock joke of a franchise. Both franchises, historically, even though the Warriors won one in the 70s and I think went to a, a finals in the 70s and lost, both uh, both franchises have had their trouble of late. And I, when I say of late, I mean throughout the 80s and 90s and into this decade, uh, the 2000s and this decade. Mm-hmm. However, 
in a very short period of time. We're, again, we're talking about four years, not 80 years like with Boston and New York or 50-plus uh, years with quote-unquote Lakers versus Celtics. We're talking about a very short period of time. Again, the same players going up against each other and battling. And I will say, Cleveland and Oakland don't like each other. They are both, in some ways, blue-collar towns, but Oakland has a reputation for being in, you know, obviously, the San Francisco Bay Area and being kind of liberal, uh, being around Tech, too. They're moving to San Francisco very soon as well. Um, Ohio just kind of has the Rust Belt mentality. And that is very drastically different from this San Francisco Bay this Area. started four years ago, though. Yeah. It's, it's a new... You, it's can't a new you can't throw this four-year blip into the conversation of the first the first postseason meetup between the Lakers and Celtics was 1959. Yeah, but here's... here's and, my, that, and then they, they run their, their nine eight, in a row through 69. So they, through but, a 10-year run, they, they were kicking ass. But like I said... But there were eight teams in the league then, too. And, and the, I guess the other thing is you're, what you're not putting into account is, first of all, even for Major League Baseball with like Boston and New York and whatnot... Less teams in the league, no media. To, you're talking talking about no television, no social media, and whatnot. You're talking about in the '50s and '60s. No, that's the that's the point that you brought up about how it was nine nothing, and I said the rivalry didn't begin until the '80s, when when that's when the whole stardom of the of the, the NBA blew up. We're coming from with with the bad boys, and and that's when the the NBA golden years. Sure, it it was a it, it was. I will give you that. Larry Bird and Magic Johnson revolutionized and changed the game and made the game popular. Prior to Jordan, I'm fine with all of that. And I will say that the Larry Bird-led and Magic Johnson-led teams had a good rivalry in the 80s. Those teams had nothing to do with Paul Pierce versus Kobe at all. It's the it's the legacy between. Those. <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing. You're wanting this same level of heat and animosity because the colors are the same, but those teams are 20, 30 years yeah, apart it's, it's, and it's have no, nothing nostal- in common. It's the same nostalgia. If you are a Laker, you don't like the Celtics. If you are a Celtic, you don't like the Lakers. Regardless of if one's been successful or not, that's a prime ticket. That's going to be the most expensive, even though they play twice a year. But your view of these... First of all, the Warriors and Cavs, I know that they are marquee television because they're also uh, taking every single one of these years the marquee Christmas game, too, which okay. we're completely leaving yeah, out. But, that's... but but that also that's just an indication that not only is it my word saying that this is the modern great rivalry of, of the NBA, but it's also the the league itself basically saying the same thing. Otherwise, why wouldn't why would you have them as the marquee it's game for Christmas? It's what's hot now. It's what's hot now. But let, this is not an historical in the not. I will freely whatever eighty some years of basketball. I will freely admit it is not a historical rivalry. However, I think what you're discrediting is we're in 2018 having this conversation after the Warriors have just won one. We don't know what's going to happen in free agency this summer. We also don't know what's going to happen long-term with either one of these franchises. We could be in the middle of something that's going to be going on for many years to come or every other year or something, or we could be at the very end. We don't know. But what I do know is four years in a row has never been done before, number one. Number two, there is a specialness that I think I'm not trying to be a creature of the moment, but there's a specialness to having the same faces 
pretty much the same coaches. You had the same. The same, the same almost everything. How is this different than Cowboys-Bills? You still had Troy, Emmett, The Irving. Cowboys, Bills did you not meet four years in a row in the Super Bowl. They didn't. They what, what went, met two out of the four, I thought. Or two out of the three. No. They did not meet four years in a row. You go look that up. The Cowboys won two, skipped a year, and won one later on. But they did not have three or four meetings in the Super Bowl with the Bills. The Bills went to the Super Bowl four straight times. Yes. Not all four of those were against the Cowboys. I can guarantee while he's looking it up on his phone. I think three out of the two, two or three out of the four, but not four. It did not happen. And while uh, he's looking that up. And, keep talking. Yeah, I'll, I'll let him look that up. Um, yeah, I mean, regardless of how you feel about this, the ratings, the television ratings for the finals are very good. They've increased. Um, the nation cares about this rivalry. Uh, they want to see it on Christmas Day. They want to see it in June. Uh, you have the best player, arguably the best player in the world, going up against the best team and the dynasty team of this era or this decade. You know, the star power is there for certain. He's trying to uh, configure Google and rewrite the code to uh, make it so that it's four years in a row, but it wasn't uh, with the Bills versus Cowboys. But yeah, I mean, this was this is very very special with these stars playing, and the world watched, the world cared about this. Um, I don't discredit any of the other big uh, historical rivalries or whatever. I just I can't get down with the whole oh we have the same colors as they did fifty years ago, therefore I hate you. Right. Some twenty two year old kid doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. The Bills made it four times in a row. They lost. They lost two to the Cowboys. Yes, there okay. you go. Still. Same faces, two years in a row, Super Bowl. Super Bowl is still Super Bowl. Sure, that was big time shit. It's just, this is not, it's it's not going to resonate once, this is, this really is a a moment, creature of the moment. So you think it's over, what I'm really hearing from you is you think this is over. There will never be another Dubs versus Cavs in the finals. If LeBron stays with the Cavs, then yeah, but I mean, what are are we watching? Why, Why are we compelled to watch, it's gotten less and less competitive. It did get less competitive. And, and for you to say like they don't have the same faces, we just add. I mean, not to say we, but the Warriors added Durant halfway Huge. through, which is he's arguably could finish being one of the top ten players all time in NBA history. Maybe even so. Top five. If we're gonna say like, oh, the faces stayed the same, no, they didn't, because uh, Kyrie was gone for the last. Kyrie was gone one year out of the four. Yeah, KD was there two years out of the four. Yes. So the, those are those are big differences and then same thing with LeBron's role players that were he was plugging Love and was playing. Love was there all four the, years that, yeah. that he was plugging and playing and putting in in his thing. Yeah, the Warriors pretty much have stayed the same. Oh. Uh LeBron's team sort of been kind of some chess pieces has moved but Durant being added for two of them is is huge. Oh, definitely. I mean, they've won one game in the last two years. I'm all there with it. Um, and I will say if the Warriors continue to dominate them over and over and over again, yeah, that's less competitive. I I I mean, it's, don't want, people didn't want to see this happen. This series happen. People were just like, again with this, this is going to be a blowout. Nobody thought this was going to be compelling. You're right. The the Warriors were favored very heavily. I completely get that. Um, but also remember Cleveland just had a rocky, very rocky season. Some some fault of their own, but there was always scandals and stuff yeah. coming out of there. Once 
Uh, Golden State beat Houston. It was a foregone conclusion that it, they would win yeah, this series. People, the finals, everyone want, and people are talking about reseeding and stuff because they're like, oh, it should have been Houston Warriors in the finals and stuff. That's a whole different discussion. Well, you can't have Houston stuff. Warriors. Yeah. Well, I mean, people were, said started throwing out the idea. Well, we should just take all sixteen teams and then reorder them regardless. Yeah, the, of the LeBron conference. rule. Yeah, yeah, but. It it wasn't compelling at all when I when it when it's well, a rivalry I want to see the best two teams that I know are playing. Not, let, let, not let's a, unpack that though. Let's unpack that though, because I, I hear where you're coming from. But game one, nobody was up. Yes, the Warriors were heavily favored, but game one, we haven't even talked about this. Very easily could have been won and stolen by Cleveland. Remember. Well, uh, I mean, let's let's talk about this. George, uh, what George Hill is on the line. You can, you can win game. Game one is the game to steal. Yeah, I mean, we we but, saw Philadelphia with Iverson and a bunch of scrubs. The step steal, over, the step the over on Tyrone Lue. You can you can steal a game one. Yeah, and everything. And, and Cleveland almost did it. But but we have to throw some shade. I know we I know you want to talk about the rivalry. But we have to throw oh, some yeah, shade yeah, at yeah. Jr. Let, let, yeah, let's let's talk about game one. Yes. Yeah. I this was, was classic. This was a. Cl- this is, in my opinion, going to be a never forgotten game one I, of the NBA see, finals. I can't even be too mad at because I was confused watching it <laughs> because I was sitting there. Uh, Old Ninja was there. Uh, BJ was there. A couple other people we were watching it, and lo- me, like J.R. Smith, I'm sure, thought it was a foregone conclusion that that free throw was going to go in. By so George Hill, yeah. with like three seconds left. But then again, I'm not playing the game. So my, I mean, I'm drinking beer. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not supposed to be tuned into the moment. Yeah, you're I'm, not playing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he misses it. And I was confused because I thought that they were already up one. Yep. And so did J.R. Smith. <laughs> this drunk so ass. So he starts running around. But LeBron needs to call a time. That, now says LeBron needs some gets thrown in the deep fire on some Truth. of this stuff too. Because you, if if you're gonna throw shade at him for not knowing the situation, once you see him running around like he doesn't know what's going on, or once he has clear possession of the ball, yep. call a timeout, and then don't go to the bench, make a scene. How many timeouts we had? I agree with you in theory. I will say in practice, we're talking about practice. Um, it's a little bit more challenging to get the timeout, even if you want it, because. And I've seen this play millions of times over and over and over again. It feels, feels like Jr. in his dumb uh, chicken with his head cut off type of move had all eyes of the ref on him. Because even the refs couldn't believe what he was doing. And to get the ref's attention is challenging because everybody is fixated on Jr. doing the dumbest thing we've ever seen done in an NBA Finals. It's almost like the Chris Webber timeout situation where everybody's looking at you can't be this stupid. And if anybody else was like 25 feet away trying to get a timeout or in that situation with uh, that was the problem with the uh, uh, Chris Webber situation. But in this situation, if you were on the Cavs and trying anybody, including LeBron being the leader, trying to get a timeout, how are you going to get the ref's attention when everybody's laughing at JR? You got to you got to do something. You got to scream, do something. You got (laughs) to snatch the ball from his hands. First of all, why is why isn't LeBron in the blocks trying to get the rebound? That's a great point. Uh, Why is J.R. Smith down there? LeBron, you're six. Nine, whatever, six, eight, two, stronger than 50. everybody on the court. Yeah, get, why aren't you down in the blocks to get True. the rebound? True, and, then, and and he had just just to be fair, LeBron had had a monster game, one of the best individual fine finals game performances I had ever seen up until yeah. that point. Yeah, I mean he was he was out of this world yeah. balling. I also 
uh, I don't have an issue because I can. I when I first seeing it, it looked like a blocking foul in terms of where he slid into Durant, where they over did the whole review thing. Yeah, yeah, I could. I throw that out there. I didn't. I. I had no issue. I didn't really know that they could overturn that and all kinds of stuff. But, so that but, was, but low key, they got the call right I because his feet right. were moving. Yeah, his feet were moving. He slid up underneath them and everything. But you got to get the ball from him or call a timeout and everything. This is true. And he, LeBron, quit after after that Ooh. happened. He quit. And you could see. Have you seen the replays oh, where he's yeah. on the bench? Yeah, like huffing and puffing. Puffing, got nothing. Just. No desire to even be there anymore. Yeah, yeah. basically just, had his arms folded and was like, yeah, "Fuck y'all." Yeah, I, he was done. He didn't didn't try to take any shots in the overtime. You're right, or, or mm. any of that. And he straight up, uh, I'm watching him get locked up by Steph Curry. They're doing uh, pick and roll switches in terms of where he's on Steph Curry, and he should just be able to back Curry down, turn of around, course. and shoot over his head like like your your father playing against you <laughs> when you're nine years old and everything. And he just wasn't he was not in tune with the game. He quit. Yet again, because he's had a history for doing this. Yes, in big games, yes. in the finals. Yes. Let, let's be real, though, about this. You're still... You still have a chance. You have five extra minutes of basketball to play. Regardless of JR's idiotic bonehead move, it sent the game to overtime. It didn't lose the game for them. No. Both teams had an equal opportunity with at the start of overtime to make some buckets, go on a run, and get out of there with a win. It made it much more challenging from an emotional standpoint because you have the leader of your team, LeBron, sulking. Yeah. You're you know, not supposed and, to do that. And Tyrone Lue's bitch ass <laughs> should have also rallied his troops. I mean, I, let's, let's be real I'm, with that. I'm done with blaming anybody coaching the cash because that's LeBron's That's, that's LeBron's pick. He's picked, what, this is his third yeah. personal coach that he's picked. True. Is this his guy? Oh, LeBron wants him. We he's done this over and it's over and over again, and all of a sudden we're we're putting blame on the coach. It's fig- he's uh, a figure. Oh, LeBron needs real coaching. He's picked these guys. Yeah, he, he doesn't want Popovich or no, Phil Jackson he, he, or Kerr. He cannot handle that. And no. yeah, it, I, it's ridiculous. But you're you're so right about the quitting. Uh, Jr. took all the blame. You know the Hennessy jokes and all the yeah. weed jokes because Jr. has a history of being Jr. with these bonehead moves. Um, great rebound over Kevin Durant. I, I will always give him credit for that. Yeah. Um, and then go get the ball. Yeah. If you, if, J.R. Smith is is looking to pass you the kind of pass you the ball, and LeBron just like uh, 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 yeah. just having a, a mental breakdown yeah. on what what's going on. It, well, go it, get the ball. It, it became a memeable moment. Yeah. You know that was the meme of the entire uh, finals, and maybe even the season. Yeah. With LeBron trying to yell at at. Uh, JR and then being on the bench sulking and whatnot, those were that's the image of LeBron yeah. for the entire basketball loving world. Mm-hmm. And it was bigger than basketball, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. People people who did not watch the finals, people who didn't care about the finals, a lot of people who said, Oh, this is boring, I don't care about in four straight years, they smooth as fuck watched game one. That was hilarious, yeah. You know, because that was must watch TV and, and, and that was big. Um, every other game was just, you know, a blowout from there. But let's talk about the big giant pink elephant in the room from the finals, too. LeBron, after the clean 4-0 sweep. Oh, I forgot, yeah. Gets on this press conference with a soft cast over his right shooting hand saying, it was like my hand was broken Mm -hmm. after game one. Because of a self-inflicted injury hitting a clipboard. What did you think of this, Stitch? Oh, man. It 
it's a new level of just <laughs> hilarity. You, it's, you can't defend him. He he's dropped another <laughs> tier and everything. I I can do the argument where I can put him in my whole little like top four players and everything. Sure. He drops. He drops. This is an excuse. This is wow. a sad excuse. You're doing daps and high fives with your kids, with your kids, yep. and your kids' friends on the way out and everything. <laughs> and when the game starts, then before that, we see you on uh, before the game on ESPN doing push-ups and everything. Oh, I'm focused in. Let me bang out these push-ups with your so-called broken hand. Yes. Save me that. that don't don't forget dunking in yeah, the game. Throwing it off the backboard and, yep. and whatever. There's no issue with that. Nothing. It was it it was a cheap cheap move just to control the narrative again. One of my favorite things, and I'm going to butcher this quote, but you'll get the sentiment. Jordan said, "If you got the uniform on, you're a hundred percent." Yeah. And I mean, no truer words could ever be spoken. One of your favorite players Everyone has was roasting him. Kobe was was uh... yeah. One of your favorite players of all time, if not the your favorite player of all time, uh, Kobe. Is infamous for his mentality, yeah, and mental toughness. He had a broken finger, like a legitimate broken finger. Yeah, just splinted it up and was playing with it. MJ during the game. Yeah, MJ infamous for his mental toughness. Yeah, in terms of, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this win. There will be no game seven. Yeah, you gonna lose because you're facing me. Never. Not with the flu game, not with gambling problems, not mm. with his dad dying. Never would you ever hear an excuse after getting, not losing in seven games in the NBA Finals, you know, getting swept four games in a row and you making excuses like, you know, my hand was broken. Now, here's the other thing, too. When the, after the four-game sweep, the season's over, right? Well, you got to put the cast on for the press conference. No. What yeah. you what you protecting your hand for now? Yeah. You know, and the team doctors for the Cavs did X-rays and MRIs. See, there's this little little thing called medical science, yeah. and uh, you know, there's medical professionals called doctors and whatnot. You know, radiologists and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They determine, not you, yeah, whether your hand is broken from the X-rays that they are looking at and the MRIs that they are taking. <laughs> not you. His hand wasn't broken. He's carrying out his. Alligator bag. Oh my god! You talk Okay, <laughs> say what you will about rivalry. Was this not the most memeable finals in NBA history? It was. It was. A, it, was it was. It was SNL skit. He put on his his glass his sunglasses. Put he on his hat. Told the guy to be better. Be better. Be tomorrow. better tomorrow. He told that fool from ESPN and t- walked off in his boy shorts and his his suit shorts and stormed off and became the new. Uh, uh, what was it? Not Vivica Fox. Uh, uh, the woman from not scandal, God damn it! The one black woman, um, oh damn it! The the one who grabs her bag and goes. Uh, oh. I, I remember seeing the people written it, but it's a show that I don't. Yeah, watch yeah. I don't watch. How to get away with murder? Yeah, I will find that. You keep going. Oh I'll yeah, but it, it was just—it's embarrassing. It, it's embarrassing. You should be embarrassed if uh, you are a LeBron James fan. You can't defend it. There's nope. no way to defend it. Save you this this whole stuff. And he will never be better than Kobe. Eat it with a spoon. He will never be better than Kobe. Viola Davis. Yes, that's who it is. She grabs her bag, rolls her eyes, grabs her bag, 
and just leaves. I've never seen an episode of How to Get Away with Murder, but that meme is infamous. That gif is infamous. Yeah. And him walking out of that press conference is just the greatest thing because he does have a purse. Can we can we be real with it? He has a purse and he storms off in a hissy fit. Yeah, there's so much to dissect from that oh ridiculous thing. God, that was just great. Yeah. Everything about it worked. And then, you know, the whole thing about uh, the Cavs throughout the finals, I'm going to dress you up like Ken Dolls for the rest of the Cavaliers wearing them silver suits like it's the 1960s and they're in some uh, Motown band. They, they tried, they, Cleveland tried so hard with, the, with Tristan Thompson being trying to get all thuggish. Oh, oh with Draymond. Yeah. With I Draymond, like, I, I forgot like, about that. that's their only chance is they try to get him suspended again. Yeah. And Draymond famously said, I don't want him to be, you know, suspended. I want him in all four of these games as we sweep him out. Yeah. And then after it was all over, Jermon did not shake his head yeah, and said, you so- basically did the whole Kobe thing and was like, soft. <laughs> Just like that great yeah. gift of Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> you soft. Yeah. It was, they, st- they styled on him. It was hilarious. It was glad. I'm happy it happened in Cleveland. Yes, because I love I love seeing sad faces. Oh my yeah. god! It's always good to sometimes see a team win at home, but sometimes when it's an annoying fan base. Yes, especially after all their three one lead talk to watch all those clowns just get a a broom. Just yeah, get handed a broom. Yeah, and it's, it's, we haven't even mentioned it, but game three, the dagger again. From the Alpha. Durant is better than LeBron. I've been saying it for a while. I said it last year. Before the finals last year, uh, Durant, he's got his number. He's beat him head-to-head twice in the finals. Um, I know they they played uh, earlier in their career and stuff. Yeah, with OKC. Yeah, but he's he's got two MVPs, two finals MVPs for his work that he's done on LeBron. He's had moments he had... LeBron on skates last year, then this year pulls up in his face and hits the the, the just dagger three and, and effortlessly. Yeah, and I'm screaming. I'm like, oh god, no! And it just boom. You already that. you knew when he was like just getting the ball after half court. You know, oh, this is gonna be KD. This is KD's time, and there was nothing they could do to stop it. You already knew. Yeah, you know, it's it was so confident. I would have liked to seen Steph get the MVP just to sort of add it to his. He had a resume. rough game three. Yeah, that's the only three. reason why why I I think he didn't uh, did not get it. But he had set the NBA record for most uh, three pointers in a, in a game nine. He's he's the best shooter of all time. Yeah, he's the best pure shooter of all time. Me and uh, the professor were having some argument about like he was saying Durant's a better scorer. I was like, no, I was like no. He completely changes how you have to... Once someone walks up past half court and you have to immediately check him, that's a problem. You can't... That that affects your whole half court defense when you have to send a guy to attack somebody as soon as they get across the logo at half court. What he's done... It, there's even more of an impact. He's actually made Dwight Howard, and I know how you feel about him, mm-hmm. those types of big men almost obsolete. Oh, yeah. He, he that money, po- that money's dried up for a big man. A point guard, a six-three point guard from a rich boy North Carolina background, light-skinned, yeah, has made the biggest, toughest men in the league, tallest guys in the league, completely obsolete. Yeah, and they're just irrelevant in the NBA because you don't have the skill set to be able to guard or do. What he does yeah, offensively. You become, a, you become a liability yeah. out there against these these guys that can just pull up and shoot. And it's an arms race. Every team in the league needs a player who can at least attempt to be a, a poor man's version of Steph. Yeah. That's amazing. 
They're not going to find one. Yeah. I'm also going to mention, too, there was one bonehead other JR move that gets very little attention, and I certainly want to uh, piggyback on uh, some of the things that we mentioned about the uh, infamous Game 1 JR move uh, with the rebounding and uh, taking out the clock before overtime. Before that, he crashed into uh, Clay. And nearly, I mean, he did injure Clay, but uh, Clay's yeah. just so goddamn tough and stubborn. Yeah. He kept playing in all four games, and he had a tough finals. You could see that he was not 100%, mm-hmm. but for no reason, just clumsy and over aggressive when there was no chance of him get, ever getting a steal. You know, showing maximum effort at the dumbest moments possible. JR being JR. This is who you want. You co signed for this dude to ride with you. It got so you much You can't money. get mad. You yeah. can't get mad. It, it's like. When you bring somebody into the drug game that just don't know how to act, yes. just be flossing and be like, hey, we rich now, but the, the block's hot. Yes. You can't be no Cadillacs, yeah. no fancy cars, don't be flaunting your money. And then you you have your homeboy that's there with you, and all of a sudden he's in the club buying bottles, throwing out money, yep. hitting people in the face with, with bills. Not using a burner, yeah. keeping his same cell phone. Talking on the phone. <laughs> using real names yeah. <laughs> that's what J.R. Smith is and what you brought him there so you are just as responsible for bringing that idiot into the organization and co-signing for him year after year after year he's got, got a history for, for this this isn't new he didn't just get dumb over, overnight or in one season he was like this with the Knicks we've seen this J.R. Tristan and Kevin Love were all handpicked by Bron Bron yes. all got paid Big money by Braun, you know, through Braun Braun's endorsements. Uh, Braun Braun GM is not looking great. And, you know, we're obviously, we're recording this a couple weeks after the finals and no decision has been made, but the whole league is on pins and needles because he may be out of there. So he makes the problem, doesn't get it done besides one fluke year, and then maybe leave. He could be the worst GM of all time. He's been allowed to pick three coaches... Yep. Uh, fail, fail, fail. Uh, he's been able to maneuver these rosters. Oh, we need to get Darren Williams on this squad. Uh, we need to go get uh, uh, George Hill. We, I, I'm done with Kyrie and blah, blah, this, that, whatever. How about this? Don't forget. Uh, I, I want Kevin Love. We, we, I want you back. We're going we gonna to talk it out. We're going to talk over the summer and Don't forget, practice together. Wiggins was Wiggins, a number yeah. one pick. Exactly. Wiggins is a young, athletic, all-star caliber. Yeah. I'm not going to say he's a Hall of Famer and anything like that, but he's an all-star caliber player. That is getting better and better each year. Yes. His trajectory is upwards. Yeah. So, and if I was him, I'd be petty and remember all of this. Moskov and all these other clowns. Uh, Bogut they had. Yeah. For for 10 minutes. Don't forget, Kyrie could have played there his whole career. Had Bron Bron not done some dumb stuff in the front office. Mm-hmm. So, just got to call it out like we see it. It's his mess. Um, None of it mattered, though. Dubs and foe. <laughs> yeah. Just a clean, definitive sweep. Yeah. Um, for a le- From a legacy standpoint, everybody's going to talk about LeBron being 3-6 and six in the finals, which is a terrible record in the finals. Um, but what I'm going to say most importantly, two sweeps in the finals. When you're talking about one of the greats of all time, you yeah. want to be included in, not only included in the conversation, you want to be on top. I've, the first sweep, I'll get a pass. That was it. Was his first? Second? Yeah, about 07. Was yeah. that his second? What year in the league was he? No, wait, did, wait, hold on, hold on. We'll have to double check this because the Spurs obviously swept him. But was that the 07 Spurs or was that the 2013 no, or that 2014 was, that Spurs? Was single, that was 
that was in the that was before. Okay, then it must have been the 07 Spurs or so. Yeah. Um, which great team. Obviously, you have a younger Ginobili. You have a Duncan in his prime. You have, you know, Tony Parker doing all his uh, Euro stepping all yeah. over. It's 2007. Um, but a younger LeBron. He'd only been in the league three or four years at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you're right. I can give some of a pass. This is uh, LeBron, who also stupidly. Led the league in minutes again, yeah. again. Not 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 trying to take care of his body. Nope, sacrificing everything stupidly and not listening to anybody. Nobody can tell him anything. Complain about oh, I'm tired, man. Nobody plays hard. More minutes I have. Okay, that's another thing that you put upon yourself to do. Yeah, yeah. and he looked great. Yeah, early round in the playoffs against the inferior teams that were all scared of him, like Toronto and stuff, but. You know, that's not going to work against the best of the West. Come on now. I will give props, though. We have not seen either Jordan or Kobe go to eight straight finals. That's an accomplishment. I'm not going to take that away. Accomplishment, de facto. I mean, East is a joke. East East is a joke. East is a joke. And And it's gotten worse. This year there was potential, but it it started to fall apart with with the injuries that happened to the Celtics. Yeah. With, With Hayward and then Kyrie being out, it just started to just crumble apart and just... Made a, an easy, paveable road for him to just coast there. And it was still difficult as hell for him to even do that. Yeah, two game seven series. Yeah. Uh, I think Philly's too young. You know, you have Ben Simmons, who I, I believe won Rookie of the Year tonight. Yeah. Um, who's a talented player. I like him a lot. I mean, he's got to work on his shot, man. I mean, he, he, yeah. he, he literally is uh, someone who can't hit the backside mm-hmm. of a barn, you know, with his jumper. But. Philly looks like a good young team if Embiid is healthy and he develops a shot, but they're they're years away. Yeah, you know, I don't know, Ron. Where do you think he's going? Because ESPN and Fox Sports One think they're going to Bogart and say Lakers, Lakers, Lakers. How? how, I don't want. I do not want LeBron on the Lakers. Yeah. How do you follow up? I mean, the Lakers have not made the playoffs in recent years. They've had their struggles and whatnot. I'm not picking on them. But what you'd have to give up, you have some young players that are, you know, maybe they turn into all-stars. Maybe they don't. Who knows? You know, it depends on how much they work in the offseason and how they gel together. But there's not a whole lot of there there with the exception of it being purple and gold and in Hollywood. Yeah. I... I don't think they're even better than the Cavs if you remove a lot of the core pieces that you would need to get him. I don't. If And I don't think it... I think the best place, in theory, for him to go for just easy, instant instant fix, instant whatever, if he went to New Orleans. I think Ooh. if he were to team up with Anthony Davis and uh, I don't know... Keep Boogie? I, that, that's, the, <laughs> that's the weird cog in it. I guess you'll see how it... Starts with Boogie because I don't think Boogie will be there at the beginning of the season. Who knows? Where Boogie, Boogie might not be in the league. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if it's not working with Boogie, you can you can flip Boogie for for something. Yeah. Um. So I think that would be a really really good fit for him. I don't think he'll do it because you're going to a even smaller media market in New Orleans than Cleveland. And you still got to play the Spurs, Houston, the Dubs. Yeah. But in terms of just like plug and play. I mean, I don't think it's a plug-and-play option if he gets to L.A. because they still got uh, too many young pe- people there. You're giving up Ingram. You're giving up... Um, yeah, uh, Randall or... Randall. What was that? Kate, uh, Keys- oh, Kuzma? Kuz- you're giving up those yeah. guys if you're trying to get a LeBron. Yeah. You may even give up Lonzo. I mean, 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> and all your future draft. I mean, you are giving up everything I, I, to get him. And and what would you have left? He would be playing with nothing but Smush yeah. Parkers. I don't think he should. Uh, and I don't, I don't think it would work in Philly. I think that Simmons wants to be the man. Oh, I yeah. Think they're too, I think it would regress their their evolution as superstars themselves to have LeBron go there. Embiid, I think, would be okay. But I agree with you on Simmons. Um, and then would... I, no, Boston, I'd I just laugh at that whole idea. I think Miami is a possible destination. Wow. I don't think... Who's on Miami still? Just they they missed the playoffs, right? Uh, Dragic. Uh, yeah, Dragic is a shell of his yeah, former self. I... But other than that, I don't really even know. I mean, I mean maybe you just stay your, your ass in Ohio. You might stay in Cleveland just and be miserable. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, deal with this. Because Houston bananas. doesn't have the money. That's the other thing, too. You yeah. Know? He, yeah, Houston doesn't have Chris Paul locked up. So no. Houston might have just been a one, one-year one flash in the pan because uh, Chris Paul hasn't signed anything. Well, yeah. here's my thing. And don't get me wrong. I would love an in-state rival to the Dubs. I think that would be fun because we play them four times a year, you know. Uh, and, you know, good teams. That, that would be fun. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I just don't see it. There's all this these pipe dreams right now of, oh, they're going to get Paul George and whatnot. I know Paul George wants to play in L.A. He's mm. from Southern California. I truly get that. But, again, what do you give up to get him? And it, Paul George alone ain't bringing you, you know, dominance and maybe not even playoffs. I want Kawhi. That's Ooh. That's what I'm banging the table for, Kawhi. Days in San Antonio are done. Yeah, they are. Uh, I said it. I said something going on behind the scenes that we don't know. Uh, Kawhi sudden, being petty. Oh no, no, it was it was a little bit of both because all of a sudden things were, were back cool, and then all of a sudden, no, they ain't cool no more. We, you may be right about that. <laughs> we'll see. I here's the thing, and I've been watching way too much ESPN on this show. <laughs> Um, he is not a free agent. He can, quote-unquote, like Kyrie, force a trade because I want it and I'm a star. He will not dictate to San Antonio where he lands. However, if he waits, the next year he's a true free agent after this full calendar year, and then the Spurs would lose him for nothing. He's, he's using as much power as he can by saying, hey, I'm going to L.A. regardless. Yeah. So that automatically ruins... You trying to, oh, well, maybe you can sign him and get him a long-term deal if he likes the city. He's like, nah, L.A. or nothing next year. Okay. He's, he's already sort of eliminated their options, so he, he's sort of strong-armed San Antonio to be like, hey, You're you right. can get something for me by trading me to L.A. Or, or get you nothing. Can just have, I'll do the same thing I did this year. You will get no minutes out of me. I'll be fresh and ready to go to L.A., and uh, you will be nothing. Be ca- here, my old monkey's paw rule. <laughs> I gotta bust that out. The evil monkey's paw. Be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. We have not seen Kyrie play a meaningful. Kawhi. Sp- I'm sorry. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard play a meaningful stretch of games in going on two years now. Um, I'm not doubting that he, you know, knows how to play basketball at a high level or whatever, but. We gonna see. He could have been the man in San Antonio for years to come. He didn't want that. We gonna see how he likes the spotlight, which is very different. I, well, I, I in agree. L.A. I agree. The spotlight's gonna be shining on him very, very hard, especially if he uh, if he strong arms and makes this move. You will have to have a Kevin Durant like 
season. And I do mean that you, in order to avoid some of the same snake NBA commentary that KD get, got. He's, he's got to get to the playoffs and he's got to get out the first round. I think for, for year one. If he does go to L.A., depending on whatever it is that L.A. gives up, um, I really like Kuzma. He's a good player. Uh, good dumb, I, yeah. dumb player. If they can just figure out something with just giving them some picks, I'm fine with Randall going. Um, but I like Kuzma. I'm just, Ingram can ball. Yeah, I like Ingram and I like Lonzo. So I, if they can just keep that together and try to start to build something with it, I think that they have. I think they should make the playoffs and hopefully they can, uh, depending on who it is that they're matched up against, the, well, maybe okay. get to the second round. Okay, but we've got to be realistic though. Now I'm getting into the speculation like mm-hmm. old ninja. There's no way on God's green earth you're ever going to get, if San Antonio were to trade to the Lakers, they're not going to get at least Kuzma, Ingram, Randall, or Zoe, or a combination of those. I mean, come on now. In theory, if we were playing NBA Live, then yeah, it would be, those trades would be denied. The, the, the sort of uh, being able to keep those, those key figures and get add Kawhi to your... Yeah, it's just team. not happening. But... Yeah. These people value draft picks on some unrealistic level that I'm not a big fan of Ooh. myself. People think that draft picks are just automatic foregone conclusions that, oh, that means something big is going to happen. Yeah, that's... And then even if I'm trying to think of some of the last, the latest so-called superstars that were kind of traded, like, I don't remember who Detroit gave up to get... Um, Blake Griffin? Uh, Blake Griffin. That's it true. seemed like a bag of, of broken yeah. parts and, and... Yeah, some magic beans. Yeah, exactly. And um, Even when Le- when LeBron was making these so-called... I mean, look at the, the Kyrie trade. Yeah. That was... That's Kyrie. Yeah. None. Yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas trade. That was... Uh, yeah, that's uh, true. I mean... Th- th- these trades are kind of like... Yeah, these are legit people. They're bona fide, legit NBA players. It's not, they know how to play. They... Borderline stars, when they're healthy, yeah, there's got a little bit of something going on with them, but they're legit players, mm-hmm. and they're getting traded and moved for bags of donuts and loose screws. I just know San Antonio, um, with Popovich and obviously the Duncan years and David Robinson years, this is not a dumb organization. This is one of the marquee uh, example organizations of the entire league. They won five championships in Duncan's era that everybody seems to forget about. Even Boogie, when Boogie got traded. Well, I don't know who he got traded. This is nobody. <laughs> I, I also think some of those people that you're naming are paper tigers in terms of on paper, they put up you know great numbers in like Sacramento. Uh, we all know that Blake Griffin was a shadow of his former self. His athleticism was gone. He never developed a shot. Um, he's not a scrub, but he's not you know elite where you would talk about him in the top five players in the league, you know. But, okay, now, now I'm starting, some of the trades are starting to come back in my head. But, okay, Chris Paul went to the Lakers before it got voided off. That was just for pretty much Lamar Odom. Yeah, that, that was... like, J.J. Barea. That was, that was a huge trade, yeah. especially a younger Chris Paul uh, that could have had, could have, would have, should have had. Uh, Pal Gasol. He got oh, traded for a bunch of bag of donuts. Well, and that was Dave, uh, screws. Uh, uh, Jerry West yeah. doing magic with Memphis. I don't know how on earth. These trades aren't like fair trades, but no. they're doing them. What did Memphis even really get for that? <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. And, and the other thing, I'm going to give some props. Kobe got more out of Pal than he ever got anywhere else, and he deserves credit for making Powell potentially even a Hall of Famer. That's how well Powell played under Kobe. It, okay. Big, and it's, the biggest superstar that we've actually seen traded, Shaq. 
Yeah. And Shaq got traded to Miami. That was for Lamar Odom, wow, uh, yeah. Brian Grant. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think there was like one more random ass dude. Yeah. That was Shaq. That was prime Shaq. That was prime Shaq still. He was he was fat, but he was still prime. He, yeah. He was still the, by far and away the best center in the league. Yep. Yeah. And they, Coming off of three finals yeah, MVPs. And they had to let one of them, they had to make their decision, sort of like, all right, we can't play, with each, I can't be here, et cetera, et cetera. Got to go. We got to move this part. And they, for Lamar Odom, yeah, and whatever, you get the best center in the league. Yeah. Who still had enough motor to help Dwayne to win Wade a championship. win a championship. Yeah. Exactly. So, and at the time, um, you know, no shade, but I got to bring this up. You know, in those years between Powell, uh, Shaq leaving and Powell going, Lakers got bounced in the first round by Phoenix and missed the playoffs. What, yeah, what was it? What was the Garnett trade? Yeah, the Garnett trade was for yeah Minnesota. Own, yeah, they, these stars get traded for Jack. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you're right. I just haven't seen many with San Antonio. That's well, all San Antonio I'm, hasn't traded. I, San Antonio has just been able to draft a stud. And they've just been able to keep them there forever. They hadn't had to make the the moves that a lot of other teams yeah. had to make. They to did keep get their rid of Rodman. Going. They did get rid of Rodman because they got yeah, yeah, sent him to problem. Chicago. Yeah, but yeah. Rodman Rodman had a lot of issues. Yeah. Rodman was wilder in San Antonio than he was in Chicago. That's when he did he kick the guy in San? No, he kicked the guy in Chicago. He did both. Yeah, he okay. he did he did it definitely in Chicago, but he, he also was, did some stuff yeah, in, in San Antonio. In San Antonio, yeah. He was wild. That's when he started. It started with the wild. Man, we're all over the place. Goddamn it! Um, this was a hell of a year for basketball. Yeah. Uh, true. There's nobody that can deny, and this was denied. I hate how we're doing the revisionist history with some of these people. It was denied that this was like a Dubs dynasty era or whatever. You know, three finals in, or it's three a ch- three championships in four years. There's nobody on earth that wouldn't say that that's a dynasty. It's a dynasty. Um, I think when we're set and done, because so, the thing is with this dynasty, like you said, you add Durant to it, it definitely changes the dynamic of the teams sure. between the first two, uh, even though the, the second one didn't win it, the first two teams, and then the, three, the, the third and the fourth year team. Definitely. Definitely team three and team four, I consider the best, better than teams one and two. I agree with that. So when we're comparing... Um, than with other with the the Bulls and the Lakers and stuff, essentially you're taking pick your choice between Team Three and Team Four compared to the whatever the the '96 Bulls and yep. stuff like that. So that'll be interesting to sort of see, and I think it'll be a nice little homework assignment we'll have to do in terms of like which team we're gonna put against which team. Well, here's the thing: I just want people to appreciate that it's a leg- regardless of how you feel, old timers or new you millennials. Can't argue it. You can't argue that it's not a fun and logical debate given the historical numbers that this team has put up, both with the best regular season record of all time and the best postseason record of all time, plus three championships in four years, four straight trips to the finals, yada, yada, yada. You know the the Dubs resume at this point. All of that is very, very interesting when you look at uh, a comparison with you know, the 95-96 Bulls or the 87-88 Lakers or yeah. Larry Bird, Celtics, whatever. They're in the conversation yeah, it's, it's, and it's a good debate. It's fun and that's why I enjoy watching Warriors play. Yeah. Um, even though I am a Laker fan, I enjoy watching their style of basketball because when they were coming up and even when they were making their run the first years, everyone was like, 
a jump shooting team can't win yep. uh, a, a title. They can't do it, can't be done. Center, center, this, that, whatever. Three-point shooting team, team focused on three-point shoot, can't be done. They did it. They've done it again, again, again. Yep. So it, it put that whole theory to bed. It's changed the way a lot of teams have played, the evolution of basketball offensively, defensively, in terms of how you even create your team. Yep. Um, draft strategies, just in, and everyone's like, oh, there's a young Steph Curry. To, to all these, these college players. Yeah, everything. Trey Young. It's, it's completely taken the evolution of basketball in itself into a whole different uh, sphere. Yeah, I, I'm just going to piggyback on that. I completely agree. You know, obviously we know about the Splash Brothers, Steph and Clay, and all that. The other thing is, Dre, again, unless you got a good historical reference for me, Draymond Green is the best second-round draft pick of all time. I don't have even a close close second or third in that list for someone who's won three championships in four years, is still under the age of 28, I believe, you know, defensive player of the year, <laughs> left the team in assist or close to it. Yeah, I'd have to do some you know? research on that. Say, I mean, Dre is up there as well. Uh, and in terms of being really and truly, when all when all things are said and done, much shorter than LeBron, about what six 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 seven, yeah. <laughs> and being a defensive anchor that can guard all five positions on the court. Yeah, who does that? You talk about revolutionizing the game in a lot of ways quietly as well. And even Braun said the big difference in that three uh, one series from twenty sixteen before they had KD. Mm-hmm. When you know Dre wasn't in the game, it completely revolu- changed the uh, entire oh, history. Absolutely. You know, and changed that entire series. So the difference is Dre. Yeah. You know, Dre missing that one game with that suspension is the only thing preventing us from right here, right now, talking about a four peat. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that. So it is what it is. Um, did we did we see did Harden truly get the MVP? Uh, I didn't get an. Oh, actually, I. Yeah, I just got an update. Yeah. Okay, Harden got, got it MVP. Over LeBron and Anthony Davis. So. Ben Simmons got uh, uh, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, although and then, uh, the coach Casey got Coach of the Year, I saw as well. Okay, good for him. Even though he got fired immediately yeah. after, um, there was some controversy. I didn't really care all that much with Ben Simmons winning because he's technically oh, yeah. a second year player. Uh, I thought he had a great season. Arguably, you could have given it to Donovan. You could have done the co MVPs or co Rookie of the Years yeah. uh, in my mind. I. I'm not even going to focus on that, though. I do want to throw one piece of shade, and I'm very um, sensitive to the fact that I don't like to criticize the NBA. I just love it so goddamn much. But this award season, award show, is bullshit. Complete bullshit. It's happening two weeks after the finals, and it's for regular season awards. What are we doing here? I I think it's just to... For TV yeah, and everything. I, I think they're just making it a, a sort of a TV thing to just keep uh, the NBA in everyone's mind and in their mouth. Yeah. Just, I mean, the way they stack it, we just had the draft. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden we got the award show yep. and everything. I Basketball mean, I, didn't stop. I was confused when they were talking about it today. I was like, wait a minute. I thought this was already decided because yeah. like, normally I've seen them get the MVP trophy yep. on the court before yep. like the finals game yep. and stuff. and. So they're doing it just to make a, a, a Oscar-type show, yeah. red carpet BS stuff for it. But I, at the same time, and I get that, it feels like basketball is year-round, which is amazing. I mean, Summer League last year had some of the highest ratings of any year of all time. Some, I'll, I'll give credit to Zoe for a lot yeah. of that. But there's nothing but trade talks. ESPN is nonstop around-the-clock speculation about where LeBron's going to go, yeah. where... You know, uh, Ka- Kawhi is going to go, all of that. We don't know. 
But it's nothing but speculation. Yeah. Same with Fox Sports 1. Basketball has started to rule the world yeah. in the offseason. Yeah. That was never the case. No, I think they took a, a, a little bit of a page from the NFL book. Um, the NFL sort of has dropped the ball the last couple of years because a lot of their, um, their new stuff hasn't been positive. In terms no. of like the offseason with, with scandals, scandals with uh, flag standing, uh, Ray Rice, um, Ezekiel Elliott. So yep. a lot of their offseason has been like negative buzz. But yep. in terms of like making everything going on in the offseason a big production, mm-hmm. like how the NFL now is having the draft and all these different locations. Yeah, and the making, combine. Yeah, they're starting it rather than just being like a, a Saturday, Sunday event. They stretch it out from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to make it this big whole long thing. Like I said, the combine, you can now visually watch it where it used to not even be televised yep. at one point. So it's they they know they want to keep, hey, football's here. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Count down the days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about it 24-7, NFL Network. I mean, NBA, uh, I don't know. How far after the NBA got their whole NBA TV thing, but yeah. NFL Network was sort of the, the whole pioneer in terms yeah, of sure. like, we're going to talk about football 24 7, 365. Even though they have the longest offseason of all the major yeah, sports. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a good marketing strategy, strategy for the NBA. Yeah. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong, um, the NBA has always had some offseason buzz, but usually not in uh, non Olympic years. Like when the. You know, Team USA is playing absolutely, especially yeah. since the Dream Team. When you know you're going to see NBA players, you know, dunking on Wakanda or whatever. <laughs> that's just that's just fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when you're not having it's not on the, not an Olympic year, nobody ever watched summer you, league. Yeah, exactly. It, it worked out perfect storm, uh, especially during a World Cup year where the United States is not even in the World Cup. Yep, still basketball is being talked about. Yeah, worldwide, and yeah. that's a great segue. World Cup, so yeah. Stitch and I, listening to Dirty Stew, I guess, or in response to him, how many teams did we pick from the World Cup? We uh, we decided to have our own little draft of of soccer teams, well, soccer countries and everything. <laughs> um, we picked 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 different teams. Okay. Um, we just did a round robin. Uh, Prodigy picked first and everything. Uh, we both, like I said, very minimalist knowledge on soccer. No, let me be perfect. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real with you, Chief. I picked all of my picks on ethnic stereotypes, <laughs> ugly ethnic stereotypes. I feel nothing but pride about the fact that I did that. They are, I know nothing, so I just said, yeah, Vladimir Putin going to cheat. Yeah, uh, Spain is good. <laughs> So we, we picked a bunch of teams and everything. Uh, just to give a quick rundown, this uh, project had Brazil, Mexico, Russia, France, Poland, Nigeria, Egypt, England, Denmark, Australia, Japan. I had Germany, Spain, Colombia, Portugal, Argentina, Belgium, Morocco, Senegal, Uruguay, Iceland, and Serbia. Um, Iceland are, has eight people. I don't know how they're in Iceland this. does that thing where they clap over their heads. Like they, you seen that where like the, the Minnesota Vikings started doing it. They, they all, do? everyone, they just... Go like that. That is kind of cool. It's pretty. It's pretty badass that they do. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let me just point out one thing, World Cup fans, and I'm talking to you, Dirty Stew. How are you gonna have not have the U.S., which I get, I get, they lost. You don't have China. You don't have India. Get good. And you don't have Indonesia. Get good. Okay, but <laughs> that is literally. You don't get a free. There's no free rides here. That is mathematically. <laughs> Right on target for being half of the world's population. That's like 3.4, 3.3 billion people. There's 7 billion people on the planet. I can divide, goddammit. That's half the world's population is not in the World Cup. 
What kind of world is this? Did Thanos snap his goddamn fingers? <laughs> what the fuck? They're, they should be good. <laughs> they should be good. I don't know what's going on in these cars. I mean, they're building. I, I don't even know what they're doing. But they're not focused on soccer. That's how why. Does, how does China not get in? Because I don't know. I don't know. Somebody cheat. They're not. I don't know. They're not focused. They way we didn't get in. Just not good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I picked some of these teams just based on some of the knowledge I knew. I knew. And let me talk about Ronaldo. Ronaldo okay. is a bad man. You called him out. I did. You're like, him I did see this dude do something. Him and Messi. Messi's. We'll talk about Messi in a second. All right. But Ronaldo, <laughs> game one, hat trick, three goals against Spain. It ended up being a tie. All right. But it was exciting to watch. All right. They are border countries. I know you're not a big geography fan. Yeah, what's, the, what's touch, that mean? <laughs> they're, wait, they're in the border tribe. Border tribe. They got the Wakandans. Portugal touches Spain on the west. So it's almost like a Mexico-United States rivalry mm. and everything. You can't even drive to Portugal unless you go through Spain. So it's like everything. That's, yeah, because Portugal is that little country on the left. Yeah, the tip. Yeah, the tip. But... To the right, that big ass blob is all of Spain. All right. So if you are trying to even visit Portugal, you gotta fly over. Spain could sort of choke out Portugal from like an embargo stat- status in terms wow. of like just being like, nah, you can't. We don't want no planes flying to Portugal because we'll shoot them out the sky. Mm. We'll put our little Spaniard army because that's where the Nina Pinta and Santa Maria came from. They could put a little blockade. Oh my god. And they could they could literally destroy Portugal as a country in itself, but Portugal. Has got Ronaldo, who's just this badass dude, wears number seven, I think. Okay. And uh, he's the greatest soccer player in the world right now. All right. People used to argue and say it was Messi, but Messi got beat by Iceland, I think. It was Iceland. He got beat, beat by the Bjorks? The, yeah, the Vikings. They beat him. They were doing their clap thing, and all the, the Messi fans are mad. They're like, it's not fair because all they do is guard Messi. Well, get good, Argentina. Run some pick and rolls, some screen plays, do something. Don't cry for me, Ar- yeah. Argentina. But uh, and I think Argentina just squeaked in because they were they got they lost and he he blew this like penalty kick. It's Messi on Argentina. Who, yes. Who's on? Okay. All yeah. Right. He blew a penalty kick, which is like sort of like shooting a free throw, but easier. Wow. Because there's a big ass net. Yeah, yeah. And there's one goalie, and you're he, Messi. Yeah. You it's can't. like yeah, it's like blowing a layup. So he J.R. Smithed it. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, <laughs> kicked it right into the dude. Dude saved it and, and ruined it. Then uh, I've been watching Senegal does this really cool like choreographed dance. I'm glad I drafted them. Okay. Um, Senegal. Like Watusi or something. Senegal is where Akon is from. I remember now. Wow. Yeah. Look so, at you with the yeah, sports I, I knowledge. Yeah, a little bit of knowledge. Dropping so got, gems. Yeah, Akon's got some some stuff going on. Morocco, I think, lost, but I know a friend from Morocco and makes really good omelets. Um, <laughs> so that's why I drafted them, but they they suck now. Belgium's. Supposedly doing really good. I don't know any of their players' names, but I remember they make good beer. They good beer, waffles. Uh, yeah. How am I? How am I doing? You Mexico to... is doing good. Mexico is doing alright. Was it Mexico that upset Messi? No, Mexico beat Germany. Okay, alright. Which Viva. was a really big uh, upset because Germany won it four years ago. Yeah, they were the defending champions. So Mexico won. Everyone was celebrating. They were proposing their their girlfriends and stuff like that. It was pretty legit. You know what that is. That's the cocoa effect. That's what it is. Got them spirit dogs. Put them on the ofrenda. Yes. Mexico put Germany on the ofrenda. Don't That's what, know what that means. You got to watch Coco. It's on Netflix. Watch it. It's, it's wonderful. Russia. I think Russia lost yesterday. But Russia oh, someone had a big win. Someone going to be killed. Take them out, Vlad. Take them out. Russia, is, it looks like they're, they're pretty good. They got that whole home 
field uh, home have you, nation country thing? Wait, wait, did you see the ESPN documentary about the Russian hooligans? Nah. They're literally MMA fighters slash fight club terrorists. You got to watch this. And they're just roaming the streets? They're roaming all over Russia. They're in now. Moscow. Yes, they've been doing it for years. They are a group of armed thug Russian MMA it's fighters. It's like hooligans in like Ireland. They, like, they yes. start like beer fights. and Only pubs. these guys are organized and <laughs> actually know jujitsu. Are they in like the, what's it called? The... KGB? Uh, they, well, they're, they're not government sanctioned, <laughs> okay. but they're like anarchist what's the, uh, fight club what's, folks. Is that the, what is the mob in Russia called? Well, so the KGB is almost like the CIA version, okay. but they're super corrupt. It's, but it's the, like the, because there's uh, the... But the one the Arrow fights, right? Because um, it's like with, with Japan, they got the triads. No, that's, I thought that was China with the triads. I think China has a triad. They, they, they have some sort of name. They're illegal government yeah, thuggery you, you, people. You keep going. I, I can't remember it. But okay, so I guess they're the ones involved with that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you law. also have France. France has got a lot of black people. I didn't know there were that many black people in France. Yeah, African black folks. Yeah, but I, it would surprise me. And they're dark-skinned black. Oh, yeah. I would think just on the outside looking, there'd be a lot of light-skinned brothers out there. No, no, no. no. They're, Wakanda. <laughs> they're Wakanda. They're super Wakanda. They got the vibranium on their lips. They're, they're uh, pretty good, legit. Bratva. Bratva. That's God. what it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> These are some Bratva folks. Please do not at me on Twitter. Don't try to call me out. The Bratva folks, I respect y'all. Y'all in your home territory. Y'all on some Fight Club stuff. Yes. I like it. Uh, Nigeria is is in there. You got I saw Nigeria. They had a big win the other day. They were celebrating, dancing it up. There you go. Uh, Egypt, I think, was struggling at first, but then they did good. I don't know what's going on with England. I haven't heard anything from England, but England's supposed, England's to, be supposed good. to be good. Didn't they invent the goddamn sport? I would think so. I or, or maybe it was Scotland, and I'm offending oh, Dirty Stew right now. Like yeah. like they did golf or something, right? I don't know, but yeah, but uh, they're supposed to narrow it down to like the 16 teams. Okay. Like the elimination knockout bracket. And uh, one of these days, we'll, we'll need to find out some of these matchups, uh, and uh, we'll we'll try to watch somewhere I'm at, down. at a bar and just uh, just watch them kick the ball back and forth and pretend to be hurt and pretend to dude. I, for, I forget every four years how bad these clowns pretend to be hurt. Some of these times, like I'm watching the guy like slides in, the guy ha- jumps over him, but he falls. Like there's no contact. He just happens to jump over. He's acting like he broke his like fibula oh my and stuff. God. And then like the, the, the ref will come over. Whatever, talk to him in whatever Italian language that they're talking. <laughs> Mamma mia. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the guy gets up and starts running down the field again after he was acting like he got hurt, pulling a, a Paul Pierce or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that's hilarious. It's all bad. So, yeah. So, hopefully, I want Colombia to do good. Um, they're my squad. Okay. Sexy women. I'm just Shakira. I'm just going to say this. <laughs> I don't, I literally don't want any country to win that has the potential to actually injure either the players or their family members if they mess up like J.R. Smith. I like making fun of J.R. Smith and doing the memes that's and gifts when LeBron... Is real. It's real. Yeah. I don't want people killed for, that, for missing about stuff. that life. about that action, boss. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know it's real. It yeah. means something. Oh, God, it's not just funny games. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be kicking in your own goal and stuff. Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah, no, but it's it's fun, you know, the world is, is watching or whatever. There ain't nothing else on, so Yes indeed. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to set that up. Yeah. God damn. So I think we're we gonna wrap it up. Is I think so. Else? Yeah. I think that's it. Heavy that's basketball, all we got. um baseball stuff going on, Mike Trout's doing some Mike Trout stuff. We'll talk about that. On, it don't on matter, he ain't going to the playoffs. <laughs> this is true. 
And uh, other than that, I think that's really about it. We'll probably get some sort of uh, more news about whatever LeBron is thinking. Yep. Who he's been talking to, where his sons are enrolled to go to basketball school at, and, and everything. So we'll see how that, that whole thing plays out in the next couple of days. But you know what? Don't matter. Dubs info. <laughs> Hilarious. So yeah, if you uh, shoot us some questions uh, at Hey It's Stitch H E Y I T S S T I T C H on the Twitter or at Cthulhu's Prodigy. You know how to spell it. Yes, and we will see you guys soon. Mamba out. In penetrating further and further into the unknown vastness of space. Yet many questions remain unanswered.